Why is the truth so important? Because, first of all, it does set you free mentally and it gives you a starting point. You have to have the truth to have a starting point. Once you come face to face with who you are, you have a starting point. All right, I'm not real smart. I have no courage. I have no self-esteem. I have no nothing, nothing. That's my starting point. Now we can move from there. But if I tell myself I'm strong, I have courage, I'm smart, and all these are lies, you continuously push that starting point backwards. So that starting point is the truth. So everywhere I went, I was having all these kind of obstacles hit me in the face. So I just hit it. So I became a really closed person. So I became this person who walked around with like two sides of David Goggins. There's one side that was like, I'm a tough guy. That was the, the outside surface. But on the inside, I was a kid that was just hurting, that needed all kind of help, but no one knew it. and never talked about it because why that show weakness? For me to come out and be this vulnerable, because everybody thinks I'm Superman. So I had to tell them the truth. I come from hell, and a lot of it I created. Not just society, yeah, society helped me out, but I created a lot of the hell that I had to go through. I made this picture out to be a lot worse than what it was. It was bad, but I made it out to be, you know, insurmountable. So yeah, we can be our worst enemy. When you quit, your mind says we're done. So it doesn't expand. There's no expansion when you quit. When you say F you, uh-uh, this sucks, I'm drowning, I'm miserable, I'm suffering, I'm broken, but I'm not going anywhere. What happens to your mind is it does this. It says, F he's not leaving. So we gotta expand, we gotta grow, we gotta figure this thing out. Your brain is the only thing you have when you're going through depression, when you're going through hard times, when you're going through death, real life shit. You can't Google that shit, man. You're alone 24 hours in a day where you're alone in this brain. And your brain is talking to you in all kinds of ways. And it wants to control you and pull you in these different pockets. If you can't control your own brain and your brain controls you, you're f You gotta tell your brain where you wanna go and how you wanna go and how you wanna get there. I realize if I keep going back and going back and going back until the shit just becomes, your mind will say, okay, we're gonna figure it out. It'll find a way. Because he is not going to stop. It's not like, I'm gonna try one more time. No, I'm gonna, it's just like, alarm clock goes off, boop, we're going back. I can't read right, we're going back. I gave myself no way out and my mind realized that. They said, okay, we're gonna adapt and overcome now. If I'm lying to you about who I am, or I'm lying to you about whatever, there's no starting point. There's a false reality. Right. You have to create the real reality. That's the real reality. Where the fuck am I gonna start from? So for me, I was lying to this, lying about that. So I had no starting point. And the truth is very important. And for me, a lot of years of my life growing up, I lied a lot because didn't have a lot of friends, felt socially, just all kind of awkward. I was hiding all kind of stuff. So 
you do whatever you can to create another human being that's acceptable, that you think is acceptable in society. And when I did that, all that came out was a bunch of shit, a bunch of lies, a bunch of filth, a bunch of nothing. So for me to come out and write a book about the real David Goggins, it was tough. It was tough, but that's the only way. If I want to help people out, the only way I can cut to the surface is say, look guys, gals, whoever's reading this book, I am where I am now. You guys see this. And it'd been very easy to write a book about the hero, David Goggins, but the hero's not me. The hero's the person reading the book. But I had to tell him where I came from to give people hope that, wow, that's where he came from? He came from all these up obstacles and now he's there I want to give people that kind of hope so that's why it was tough because to give people hope I had to take myself to the sewer to show people hey I, I, I you know I, I come from hell you will not find toughness in a comfortable environment those of you who are listening to this whoever hear this you will not find it I was trying to look for it everywhere the only way you find it is to drown yourself in a position where you're just out of sorts, where you can't swim and you're drowning, where you're drowning, you're drowning in life. But you say, you know what, man, that because I wasn't gifted with brains. I wasn't gifted with God given talent as far as like athleticism. So I knew to get to where I had to go to be in the same playing field as these men to even try out for this program, I knew the work was gonna be something that I didn't wanna even, even attack. So I was just put it off. But yet you did it. Because it haunted me. Okay. The voice in my head said, you know what, man? You're gonna die never even trying to reach your full potential. And how's that gonna feel? But I knew that I was gonna pay for this while I was living or while I was dead. I realized how the, how the brain works. I figured out how the brain works. I, I'm a scared kid, and that's what gives me so much power. I had no foundation, and I built this off of just researching the mind. The feeling you get is basically invincibility. You realize that you can't do it all the time. When you need to do it, I know I can go to a place that I can live in. And when you know that you can run on broken legs and you can do certain things that a lot of people can do, but they're not willing to do, this power, this sympathetic nervous system of fight or flight and you're fighting, it, it gives you this charge of energy of when you're sitting there at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and you're duct taping your feet up because they're broken and you're doing it by yourself and you're going through arguably one of the hardest training in the world. And these guys, most of them are healthy and you're going through it broken and you are at a disadvantage, but you're still there. You can feed into that and tap into that for a lot of power. But if you look at it, well, I'm broken, man. Like I'm not going to make it. But if you look at it as, man, I'm broken and I'm still here and I'm fighting and I'm going to find a way to get through this because I have no other place to go. It gives you a lot of power. I found peace on the opposite end 
of finding myself. And no one really finds himself without going through trials, tribulations, suffering, accountability. And accountability is suffering. Being accountable every fucking day for doing right for yourself, for the people next to you, it's miserable. When I was 297 pounds and I was fat as hell trying to be a Navy SEAL, the scariest thing in the world to me, even to this day, was that that could have been the rest of my life. I thought then I was trying hard. That's the scariest thing in the world. I thought then 297 pound, working for Ecolab, spraying for cockroaches, making $1,000 a month. I thought that was me at my 100% potential. Come to find out, a few years later, I wasn't anywhere near that. 106 pounds less, graduate Navy SEAL training, went on to do all these other things. Looking back on that, that was me trying hard. That's why people gotta understand, what is in us, we have no idea until we start trying hard. And I mean really trying hard, where you're obsessed with, hey, this is my new norm. My new norm is that, wow, this isn't always fun. It's not always meant to be fun. And that's when you know you're trying hard.